Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. we got a great show planned for you. This one's born out of um, my own experience. Uh, we're talking about something that's applicable to every single human being in any kind of relationship, but we're going to be talking about it from the entry point of long-distance relationships. We've done shows on this before. I think we did one a couple years ago. Circling back, talking about it, adding some new stuff, and this helps all of us because it's really a discussion of connection and intimacy, which are probably two of the more important pieces um, outside of maybe trust and communication. And uh, thank God for technology. I say that all the time. I, I, I marvel still at how we got anything done, how we maintained any kind of relationships. How did we ever do long distance? Ah, landlines. Remember those? Yeah, but we couldn't do the things we can do now, right? Technology, it helps us really court romance, have, still have sexuality. Phone sex, wow, on a landline, Ooh, that game is upped with FaceTime and video sharing and um, pictures and even long distance remote controlled toys. Oh, game on y'all. How did we do this before? We had lower levels of stimulation and that was kind of all we had. We worked with it, it was good enough, we were happy. Now the bar is higher. Oh, the expectations expanding and growing. Um, FaceTime's gonna be your first tip because it's all about the eye contact. How do we really build intimacy? Uh, eye contact, time together, and touch. Touch absent when long distance. And again, this is for people that are dating someone long distance. Maybe someone's away for the weekend on a work retreat. Um, maybe you're not feeling well and you can't be seen. There's so many ways that this applies to our lives. So someone's off at school, whatever it might be. Someone's just away on vacation quickly, work trip. It's all in there. FaceTime, 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 FaceTime. You'll never feel as close and connected and you'll never feel as safe as when you can see them. And that's not gonna be the same as texting and emailing. So always sprinkling in tips, tools, tricks, and gems. We don't have serious conversations over text. I've said that before, let's say it one more time. We don't have serious and high conflict conversations over text. We don't just get it off our chest or get it out there. We cool, settle down, and wait until we can be at least in FaceTime in the very least, but more importantly, face-to-face -face because we need to see, feel, and experience each other. We need to be able to touch, to soothe. But again, we're talking about how to stay connected long distance, so it's FaceTime. I wanna see you. I wanna see your micro expressions, your macro expressions. I wanna see your posturing. I wanna see you smile. It helps me better understand you, but our brains require that to feel safe and connected. And so I always say, don't just text. Don't just get on the phone. Try to FaceTime. It's like a date. You can make an entire date a FaceTime hang, and that's gonna be part of this. Um, so I'm so thankful we have that, like I said, a thousand times. So utilize that. FaceTime's gonna be your best friend. Um, another thing is gift giving. 
And again, this applies to everyone because we're always trying to stay in the stages of courtship. So stepping outside of the topic and again, just dropping in a more global tool, it's about staying in the courtship. We think that flirting and courtship are about getting people. Once we have them, you're my boyfriend, we're married, we're monogamous, we live together, we own a home. Oh, we're done. No, stay in that courtship. Keep flirting, keep attracting, keep romancing. That's how we never lose it. And that's when I do when I do shows like I did recently on how to get the spark back. Well, that's because you let it go. But if you stay in the stages of courtship and never let it go, you don't have to work on getting it back. You know, like when they say you don't got to get ready if you stay ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't got to try to get that romance and spark back if you keep it going. And with long distance relationships, it FaceTime's awesome, but so is gift giving because we work with the literal and the symbolic. And I love that our brains are a big fan of the symbolic. We don't need to literally see or touch you to have uh, a connection to you or to spend time with you. If you give me a gift, when I see that gift, I will think of you. I will feel close to you. I will. It will generate associative feelings. That's a beautiful thing. You are keeping yourself symbolically in their home. They are then encountering you multiple times throughout the day based on seeing the plant you sent them, the cookies you sent them, the cards you sent them, the flowers, whatever it might have been. The cute little object, every time they see it, they're going to think of you, feel you, and feel close and connected. So we're doing the FaceTime, and we're also doing some gift giving. It can be the smallest, cheapest things. That's what I love about this. It doesn't have to be these gigantic expressions. It could be sharing a song that made you think of them. It could be a photo of something you're looking at that you send. That falls under the rubric of gift giving. That is adorable. It doesn't, again, have to be massive now, again, because I'm so thankful apparently today for technology. With things like all these different delivery companies, within an hour, you can go on one of your delivery apps, plug in the partner you're trying to send it to's address, and you can use like these, you know, Postmate DoorDash things to send food, to send gifts within an hour or two, even those shopping things. It's wild. <laughs> so it can be on the fly. It doesn't even have to be planned have it the same day in an hour the next day. In my long distance relationship, um, I love snacks. <laughs> and my ex would have like Whole Foods or even sometimes 7-Eleven just deliver something within an hour because I might have mentioned I wanted Oreos and then they arrive at the door and then there there's my partner. What a beautiful thing. So we're, we're trying to build that in. But again, this isn't just for long distance. Those people need it most. This is for all of us. What a great thing to get while you're at work. What a great thing to get while you're at home while your partner's at work. What a great thing to get just in general. Um, all right, we're going to come back and talk about intimacy and connection, but we're talking about long distance. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris and Channel Q and um, past episodes quickly over at wearechannelq.com because I always want to always want to give a shout out to the podcast. Otherwise, y'all don't go anywhere. Um, you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris and Channel Q and Odyssey will be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right so we're back and we're talking about a whole lot of stuff. I feel like no matter what the uh, general topic is, it's always broadened and expanded out. So the entry point, I can say, is uh, long-distance relationships. But we're actually just talking about general relational skill building, which happens pretty much on every show, some kind of uh, relational, often erotic as well. And we were talking about FaceTime and gift-giving and how you know our brains and our nervous systems just want to feel close and connected. And luckily, it's not always about the literal. The symbolic is just as important and meaningful. Awesome. So when you send someone a song that's making you think about them and they listen to it or return to listening to it, or you send them a card or a plant or cookies or whatever a gift might be, you are symbolically occupying space in their mind and in their home every time they see it, uh, think about it, and, and that's important. That's how they feel like you're still there. It's also how we can connect to and spend time with people that have passed and are no longer physically here. They're still psychologically and emotionally present as evidenced by thinking about them and crying. Hear a song and you're reminded of them. You smell a scent and it makes you think of them. We can put a picture, an object, and that's how you can spend time with them on another, on another level. And long distance is that way as well. They're, they are not physically here, but they can still emotionally and psychologically be. And FaceTime lets that eye contact happen so we can see them, feel soothed. And then some kind of gift is um, another way to symbolically do that. And I was kind of saying, like, again, you know, sharing, sharing any element is going to be important. So if you're away um, for work, on vacation, at school, the army, sending a photo makes them feel like they're a part of your life. Uh, sending, like I said, a song where there's something that made you think of them, but also just sharing your day. And so this is where it goes both ways. In order to feel close and connected, and this applies to non-long distance as well, I want married couples, dating couples that are here physically, literally, to also do this. It's about tracking and sharing. So we want to share our day. And then we want to pick a piece of that, ask more about it, and track it. So if your partner comes home or is long distance saying, this is what happened with a colleague, 
track it by the next day saying, how did that wind up going? I know you had a meeting with so-and-so, how was that? That's how we feel part of their life. That's how they feel like we're a part of theirs. And that's also how we get integrated in because now we're talking on a global and a micro, micro and macro, where we wanna be a part of someone's life and we want them to know that we're interested and trying. And then on a micro level, in that moment, we feel close and we feel known and we feel like we're knowing. Often we focus on the superficial, when here or when away. And I work with some clients that will say, when someone says to me, how was your day? They're like, nothing happened. I was sitting at my office the whole day and I'm like, oh, you lived an entire life. You hoped for things. You were disappointed by things. You were excited by things. You were proud of things. Maybe something embarrassed you. That's the sharing. It's not always these profound things. Like I said earlier about the gifts, they don't even have to be a gift. It could be a song, a photo, or something basic like a plant. I don't know anything. It's about just saying, I'm here. I was thinking about you. You're important to me. I'm prioritizing you. Right now we're connecting. And that's why I get upset when people get hung up on where someone takes them on a date. I'm like, you're missing the point. They don't express their, their, the, how much they value based on where they take you or how much they spend. That's gross. That's materialism. Please outgrow that. It shouldn't matter where you go. Dates are just a space and a place for you to spend time together. So if someone sends you a song or a gift, it's not about the price point. It's about the fact that they thought of you. Make that be enough. And if not, you have work to do. You have a very fragile ego and it's tied to materialism. And like I said, we need to outgrow and evolve beyond and outside of that. Let these small things be meaningful. I want us to crank that down. It's just the fact that someone's thinking about you and cares enough to express that that should be exciting and complimentary. And that's why long distance can work. It's the small things like FaceTime and just symbolically occupying presence. Even if you're here with them, leaving notes, kissing them, holding their hand when you drive, when you're walking through the store, putting your arm around them, it's the small things. Our brains and our nervous systems, in order to trust, to feel close, connected, need small, small, small things. But again, a big part of intimacy building is asking questions and then tracking and following up as a way to really be close and connected. So do that. The other thing, and I want everyone to do this, but again, specifically people in long distance, because that's the entry point, do daily things every single day. Reach out in some form. Yeah. Consistency, availability, reliable, and responsive. Those are the traits of secure attachment. We did a whole show on that. So that's also now me branching out and saying, hey, when you're early dating someone, that's what you should give them and that's what you should look for. Someone who's consistent, available, reliable, and responsive. Those are the traits you're trying to demonstrate and you're looking for someone who also demonstrates them. Consistent, available, reliable, responsive. That means they want a secure, close relationship. We can provide that in long distance as well by staying close, consistent, available, and responsive. Yeah, you might be away on a work event, but still find time to connect with your partner when you go for coffee, when you have a break, when you leave, when you head back, when you go to the bathroom. Many touchstones throughout the day to be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. The smallest things, the smallest ways, like I said, sending a pic of you doing something while you're away or something beautiful that you noticed on your way in. It's the small things and they take seconds. That's why I get frustrated when clients are like, I know, but I was really busy. I'm like, it takes seconds. Our phones are so easy, seconds. <laughs> it's not a big massive request. It doesn't have to take time or energy out of our day. It's always the small things. So build that in. Um, and that's part of the work sometimes is saying, knowing that you're going away, what expectations can your partner have on you? What expectations do you want to have on yourself? Can we even plan it before you go? What's going to happen each day? There's nothing wrong with that either. Saying, all right, here's my plan. And then I can take the pressure off of trying to figure it out as I go, knowing that I'm doing the important work. I love that. Especially if you think you're going to be very busy or distracted on your vacation, on your work event, away at school, wherever you are. Um, 
map it out for every day. You know, what, what ways you're going to do, I'm sorry, in what ways you're going to still be a participant in your relationship. Cause remember relationships are active systems. They're verbs. We're relationshiping or we're not. And if you're not actively involved in, it in some form, it doesn't just exist on its own. Like my favorite example, plants, we don't just buy them and shove them somewhere. I learned that lesson real easy. You have to actually check in on them. Is this the right light? Do they need more shade? Do I need to move them? Feeding, watering, ah, pruning. They're like little baby children. I had no idea. I thought plants were going to be simpler. I, I learned that lesson real quick. Started downsizing. All right. Anyway, I ramble. We're coming back. We're going to talk more about long distance, but it's general skill set. So it's for everyone. Uh, stick around because we'll be back. We're not, don't go anywhere, y'all. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, so we are back and we're talking about intimacy. We're talking about trust. We're talking about commitment. We're talking about romance, courtship, all through the entry point of long distance relationships, but same skills for all of us. We talked about using FaceTime because we need eye contact. Think about that. We need that eye contact. Are you getting enough eye contact with the people you're trying to keep relationships with? And we're saying don't have important conversations, especially high conflict ones over phone or text, FaceTime in the least, most importantly, face-to-face. -face. Talk about giving gifts so we have a symbolic presence. You don't have to literally be there. You can symbolically be there. It's also how we spend time with people that might have passed, the emotional and psychological, by holding, looking at, talking to them, things that remind us of them, having them scattered around. It's a way to encounter them throughout the day. Beautiful. Staying close every day, building in that consistency. That's what we're looking for. And uh, asking questions and then tracking and following up. These are general relational skills, but very important when someone's far away. That's how they feel like they're a part of your life. They know the cast and characters that you're spending time with, some of the stories, and they'll follow up and say, oh, how did that go with so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And then they feel like they're there with you and you feel like you're there with them. Bring them in, bring them in. <laughs> Talk, get on the phone. It can be done. I did it for years, y'all. Um, okay, a couple more things though. This is an important one for everyone, but especially long distance, focus more on compliments and celebration. This is not the time to bring in critiques and criticisms and frustrations because they're far away. They're not there with you. You can't touch and soothe and make, and make things feel better. So it's a time to amp up the positive compliments and celebrate, but we should be doing that in our lives. Anyway, the magic formula is for every critique. You need three to five compliments to balance that out. Most of us do not do that. And we might scatter the day with three to five critiques, which means we need nine to 15 positive things to outweigh that. So sit with that for a second. If you're going to make a critique, you better come up with three to five things throughout the day to balance that out. So focus on the compliments and be romantic, be romantic. Be more romantic. Instead of just, honey, I'll grab food on the way home, say, hi, beautiful, thinking about you, I'll grab food on the way home. Instead of just saying, hey, sushi tonight, say, sushi tonight, I know how much that makes you smile, I can't wait to see you. It's okay to be romantic, always, forever, years in, decades in. That's how we don't have to uh, get it back by not ever letting go or losing it. Hold on to that. Also, stay sexual. What? Yeah, I know. Stay sexual even while they're not close. Send pictures, send videos. Use that FaceTime. Stay sexual. Flirt, compliment, romance, sexualize. So that it feels close and connected. It's a resource and a tool. It will build more trust. It also make it easier to come back to that. So build that in. I work with my clients on discussing why you're gone, wherever you're going. School, work, vacation, trip, who knows? What are ways that we can still be erotic with our partners? helping expand on our comfort. 
we don't want to give up on that. It's hard then when we come back to rebuild that. And that's why um, we have to do, like I said earlier, about more of the compliments. We also have to do some of the contrary. When we're feeling disconnected, find ways to reconnect. Don't dig your heels into what's not working. If you're feeling not prioritized, don't go silent and text less. Stay closer and text more. Say I love you when you're upset instead of acting out that anger. Do contrary action. Pull them close instead of pushing them away. When we feel hurt, we often want to push away. But when we're not nearby, we need to often pull close. Lean in, not leaning out when we're hurt or upset. And then I think the big final one is always know when you're going to see each other next. Always. Always know when you're going to see each other next. Always have a plan so that it doesn't just feel endless, so that tons of time just doesn't go by. Always know and put it on the calendar. I think that's also a good skill for dating. As the date's winding down, plan the next one so everyone knows that something else is coming. Start to build in that structure because, again, we want that consistent, available, reliable, and responsive, and that's how we do it. But not knowing when we're seeing them again, the future seems endless. Our anxiety spikes. But knowing, all right, I'll see them in a month. It's on the calendar. We can look at it. We can trust it. It grounds us. It's also a sign of investment and commitment and care and prioritization. So always know when you're seeing them next. I think that's so vital. And like I said, when you're dating, always plan maybe the next date. That's how we feel like we're a part of something because long distance can make things feel fragile. It's hard to keep traction. And so we're utilizing everything we have access to. It's not ideal. It's not perfect. But when we care about someone, we're willing to do what's difficult in order to be a part of their lives and have them be a part of ours. We're demonstrating trust by dealing with difficulty. If every time something's hard or complex, we bounce, then we're letting them know we don't work or we don't stick around and work through difficult times. And that's actually how trust is built. Seeing what your partner does during times of conflict, but also seeing what they do during times of difficulty. Am I important enough for them to be willing to hang in there as I travel or as I go away to school? And if not, good to know, because if not this issue, maybe something else would have made them bounce. We're always demonstrating who we are. We're always demonstrating our lack of or our, our great relational skills. Everything we're doing is building trust or eroding at it. So try to use these things to kind of build and enhance. Um, but that's a big one. Always know when you're going to see them next. Maybe you put a structure in place so there's a habit or pattern. You know, every six weeks you're here, then the next six weeks I'm there, or whatever it might be. But habits and patterns help, and having something always on the calendar. Um, and that just helps with all of us, you know, here or when they're away. Uh, all right, coming up next, we're going to be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, question, topic, put it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And past episodes of the show over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down for Loveline and click on it. Otherwise, you all stick around because we'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, Rachel, now we're back. It's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right, here we go. It says, hey, Dr. Chris, with the holidays coming up, I'm kind of feeling like I'm slipping into a depression. It's not that I want to be alone for the holidays, but it's almost, but it's also a money thing too. Excuse me. The less people I see, the less I have to spend. So the less I'll stress about money. Is that a thing? Oh, I like that actually. Some people think it's about time with, time apart from, but you're saying if I don't spend time with people, I don't have to... I don't, I don't like the idea that holiday time comes with a mandatory gift giving. Um, I don't. I, again, don't think dates should be about where we're going and how much we're spending. I think it should be about time together, and that's what the holidays should be. We've missed the point if we think these holidays are about what we're giving, how much we're spending, who, get, who gets what. It's about time with. 
and remind yourself that. Give yourself permission to do that by reminding the others. Hey, I'm going to be coming home. It's about spending time with you. It's also okay to say to family members, can we opt out of gift giving? Or can we all maybe put our names in a hat and everyone gets one gift? It's okay to opt out. It's okay to give yourself permission to say, I'm not going to do that this year. Um, Times have been tough. Finances have been tough. uh, Work is tough. And so let's push back on that. Just like we were talking about on the show as well, we don't have the literal, some things can be symbolic. It's okay to go an alternative route of gift giving. And I don't even know what that's going to mean for you, but it doesn't have to be the standard. It doesn't have to be anything that involves money spent. You can say, listen, I want to gift you my time. I'm going to do some childcare for you. I'm going to gift you my time. I'm going to help you clean out your closet. It's okay to give gifts that are about our time or experience or our energy. It doesn't have to be money spent on an object. We are trying to get away from consumerism and materialism. It doesn't have to be a pair of shoes or video game. And more importantly, it could be an experience. As a family, we're going to go do this thing together. That's the gift for everyone. Merry Christmas, happy birthday, happy Kwanzaa. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a larger thing that we're all going to do together. I love that. Or as a family, we'll start doing game nights. I, I love things like that. I also like people that are crafting. My favorite gifts are ones where someone wrote me a nice note, something very thoughtful or something meaningful. All right, we're going to go to another one. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, so I'm, a, I'm on a bunch of dating apps, but I have a really hard time making the first move. Half the time I don't even get a reply and the other half the time I feel like it never goes anywhere. Is there a DM etiquette? Yes, you should always make the first move. I say that to everyone. Don't wait for other people to do it. They're not going to. Be the assertive one. Always be the one when you match who says hello and always make sure you follow up. I know. We got to put the work on us because other people aren't going to do that. Keep the ball in the air. Don't ask close-ended questions. That, That stops it. When people just answer, always ask a question. Keep the ball in the air. Keep the conversation going. If someone says, how are you? Don't just say good. Tell them about your day and throw a question back. If you don't hear from them, it's okay to follow up with another open-ended question. Do the work. Don't put that on other people. Sometimes we want to take the safe, passive route, and then we expect other people to be more assertive and engaged, and they're not going to be. And don't panic if you don't hear from them. We can't let the smallest infractions turn us off. Some people, if they don't hear back within a day, they're like, unmatched, da-da-da. People are busy. They're living their lives. Some people only check it a couple times a week. And that's why if you are interested, be present, be engaging. Right away, say, let's take this offline. Right away, say, let's meet up for drinks, or let's meet up for a walk, or let's meet up for some food or some coffee. You will win out by being the assertive, confident one. It will stand out because no one else is doing that. But that's the etiquette, is that it's going to fall on you. Don't wait for the other person to do it. I don't care what your gender expression is. I don't care what your relational history is. No one else is going to do that work. And you'll be surprised. When in doubt, go find out. When in doubt, ask them out. When in doubt, go out again if you have the time and the energy. We're, we're sticking in it. We're putting ourselves out there. We're being vulnerable. We're pushing forward. We're trying more. That's what we got to do. I'm working with clients and they all have dating app burnout because lack of assertion, a lack of follow through. And that's part of the game. It's going to take time. It should take time. Um, that's the system. So don't personalize it. And if you're starting to feel overwhelmed, if you're starting to feel very angry, take a break. It's supposed to be fun. If you're in a good mood, go on. If you're having a hard, stressful day, don't. Because that mood is not the energy you want to be operating on the apps with. Because they are dis- difficult. They are frustrating. So go on when you're in a good mood. And if you're starting to be putting a bad mood on, you're on it. You notice when you get off that you're cranky. means you need a little bit of a break and you got burnout. Take care of yourselves around those things. They're supposed to be tools for connection, not tools for making our lives or our mood harder. So that's a challenge for everyone. Be kinder. 
more care on those things. All right, y'all, if you've got a question for us, put in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Past episodes always over at wearechannelq.com. We'll be back, y'all, so don't go anywhere. There's a whole lot more to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around, y'all, because we'll be right back. Don't go away. Oh, Rachel, we're back. And uh, before the DMs, we were talking about intimacy, long distance relationship. And now let's kind of glide into a little bit of a talk about loneliness and something we've spoken about before and definitely will speak a lot about again. It's something that comes into my practice all the time, all the time. And, and I'll express that to other clients that I'm working with other people that are struggling with that because we somehow often think that we're alone in it. So again, before the DM, we were talking about different ways to stay connected with people that are far away, not as available, not around using, um, symbolism, not always making it literal, just because you're not physically here doesn't mean you're not there. And that's kind of a part of this loneliness piece is don't literalize. Uh, relationality is about just having different people in your lives in different ways. Please don't downplay or illegitimize people that you maybe only text with or only call or only see sometimes or only have access to online. That can still be very powerful and meaningful. We need to have people around us, people that reflect back the important parts of us. And for some of us, based on our gender, sexual orientation, body shape and size, race, all different pieces, we might not have access to the right individuals in our local close community. And so through online forums and Facebook pages and Instagram, that's how maybe we get those needs met. I've also shared on the show that sometimes reading the work of other philosophers that are even sometimes dead is sometimes how I build and stay connected to certain kinds of community because my friends might not always be interested in the things I'm doing or the things I'm reading or as I travel. So we don't want to literalize everything. We use words like in real life to mean not online, but online for people that are differently abled, right? We have um, different abilities. Not everyone has um, access to others or can communicate. Sometimes people need text-based relationships because they're not verbal or they um, can't hear. Others, it's a class issue. They don't have the, the finances to buy a car or get on the bus or fly to see people. So we want to legitimize all the different ways we can connect to individuals. And loneliness is having an absence of that. And the way we work on that is by honoring all the different ways we can connect. I work with people that move to new cities and they say, how later in life do I make friends? So this is something that comes up for us at different phases in our lives. And as we talk about relationships, remembering that our primary partner can't be everything. We're going to have to outsource certain needs. And that's okay. That's okay. Our partner doesn't need to provide everything. Our best friend doesn't need to provide everything. Those we have access to locally don't need to provide everything. That's why then I go back to apparently today's favorite soundbite. I don't know what we ever did without technology. <laughs> I'm going to just keep saying that in every segment. Um, <clears throat> even with dating, uh, clients think I'm holding back some wealth of information about where to meet people. And I say, again, I think we talked about this last week, that the bulk of people meet online. I think, it was, I think the stat was like 70 to 75%. Um, and some relationships exist primarily online. That's why we're doing the whole long distance thing. But again, loneliness doesn't have to be about the absence of someone physically. And how good does it feel when someone texts you and sends you something? Not everyone is also social. So I also want to depathologize people that are more introverted or have smaller or more limited social lives. There is no right level of socialization that we need. There's no right way to run a relationship. That's when we talk about poly and open styles as well. Um, that 
isn't in absence of intimacy. And some people will say that, that people that are poly have an intimacy, you know, um, uh, phobia of intimacy and can't tolerate a lot of it. It's a disorder and that's not true. In fact, it's a request for more. And so remember that as we bring people into our lives, our lives should get bigger. So we might have a primary partner, but we have friends in other, in other places and spaces. And so again, loneliness is about acknowledging, let me ask you, let me also say this, please don't think that time away or time alone is also loneliness. And some people will do that. They'll see on social media that people are with their squad and they're running around and they're traveling and they're doing all these things. Well, that's what some people are doing and they're only posting pictures when they're doing that, but the bulk of people aren't. And so just because you're not always with someone, don't turn again that alone time into loneliness. We want to make sure we separate that out. We need alone time to be reflective, introspective. It's where a lot of growth and change happens. So, so remember that there's no right amount of friends to have. You don't have to be doing what you're seeing everyone online doing, but there's a tyranny to that. And I guess that's the, the shadow side of technology, which apparently I love so much. It can keep us close and connected but it can also be something that terrorizes us because we have access to seeing the best that other people are posting. They're posting their best. Some people are recycling photos. There's a celebrity that got in trouble for Photoshopping themselves into some exotic locations and people were finding the original photo saying, that isn't you, you weren't there. You've maybe never been to any of these places. That's how toxic it is that even celebrities who have the means and the finances and maybe even the time themselves aren't even participating but want to be seen as though they are. We need to get away from this idea that there's a right way to live your life and that that always means going to exotic places and having a lot of friends. I have clients that do that. It's an avoidant tactic. They don't like their lives here, whatever that means where they are. So they think if I'm always traveling, then it's a life better lived. And it's, it's an additive, but at some point you come home. And so you have to build meaning here. You have to do the work of finding meaning here, wherever that is. We're not trying to align with this vision that social media has given us that, that tells us that a life not lived like that is not as meaningful or as fun or dynamic. Again, people on their deathbeds always say they wish they had put more time and energy into relationality. So anyway, we're going to come back. We'll talk more about loneliness uh, and we'll keep talking about it because it's, uh, it's, it's prevalent. And it's something we all will encounter if we're not encountering it now. And then we'll be doing some DMs. So if you've got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. Otherwise, you'll all stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, we're back and we're talking about loneliness and we're really talking about this piece of sometimes we get in our own way by waiting for people to reach out to us. And we're like, no one invites me to do anything. No one connects with me. And I'll say to them, when's the last time you reached out to someone or invited someone or these specific people to do something? And it's crickets. And I'll say, so I don't know what they think. They might think that you're not interested. They might think that you're busy. They might think that you're available. But if you want to socialize more, take the responsibility for initiating it. And that's the first tip I give for people that want to socialize more or feel lonely. Initiate it. I even say that to couples. You want more romance in your marriage? Start being romantic. Don't passively sit there like you're victimized by it, waiting for your partner to do something that you aren't even willing to do. And don't even start by saying, I'm a girl, that's a guy. No one cares about your gendered, toxic gendered mess. If you want more romance in your life, start being romantic and bringing it in. Normalize it, initiate it, create the kind of meals you want to have. You want a really over the top romantic Valentine's Day? Create it, set it up. You know what I mean? Like you're not victimized by that. Same thing with socialization. If you want to connect to people, start reaching out. If you want to see more people, make some plans. You wish you're invited to a game night, try throwing one. 
that's the most important thing you can first do is create the kind of social life you want. Try to bring people together. Not only are you then literally having what you want right there at your hands, at, at your ease, but it also starts to communicate to those people that that's what you want. So, so when I'm working with someone who's lonely, I'll first say, who are the people you wish you were closer to? Or who are the people that you miss? And we start there and I'll say, great, start connecting. You're not going to immediately be best friends, but you start doing the groundwork, start reaching out, start checking in on them, start rebuilding that. Don't wait for them to do it because they're not aware that you want that. They're not aware that you're lonely. You're not, they're not aware that you miss them. I don't know what storyline they have as to why you stopped talking or they drifted, but start reconnecting. And that's the first place. Again, who do you wish you were closer to and who do you miss being close to? And start reconnecting. Then whatever kind of plans you wish you had, start planning it. <laughs> you want to travel with a friend? Ask a friend to go travel with you. Like I said, you want to have a game night? Start setting one up. You start to build that. And then those people see you as close, present, interested, and social, and they might start inviting you to do things. But we often want others to do what we're not willing to do. I want people to reach out to me, but I'm not willing to reach out to them. I want to get invited to a party, but I'm not willing to invite them to a party or throw a party to invite them to. So that's the first piece. Look at how you're getting in your own way. What are the barriers that are there? Then, because mirroring is important, meaning having people around us that reflect and engage the parts of us that are important, I say to people, what do you enjoy doing? Start spending time in those places and those spaces because the other people that are there also like those things. And that's how awesome conversation starts, being in environments where other like-minded people are. Go to a comic book convention if you love comic books. Other people will be there that love that stuff, that are happy to talk about it. If you're a furry and you love dressing up in animal costumes, go to a furry convention. I went to one once. Well, I didn't go to one once. It was actually being hosted at a hotel I was staying at. And it was a joy. I loved watching these people build community, have confidence in this, find others like them, have sex, date, socialize. It was awesome. I was like, y'all do your thing. What a beautiful thing. Um, So start to figure out where are the spaces where people like me spend time. And the reason I say we're, we're places you like to be is because I want it to have meaning and value for you. We're not just trying to make friends or be around people. We're also trying to enrich our own lives. Um, and that's what I also had to do when I first moved to new cities is I was like, let me go spend time doing things I like to do. I might have to do it alone at first. And naturally I'll start to meet people there or at least be familiar and comfortable being there on my own. Cause it's still an enjoyable thing to do as you try other methods of connecting with people. So again, Start creating the kind of stuff you want to have and start putting yourself in the spaces where these people would be, which is also what I tell people who want to date. What are you interested in doing? Concerts? Start going to some with a friend or even alone. You're more approachable when you go alone. And it communicates to people, I'm here alone. I would want to be spoken to. Maybe I want to be spoken to or talked to or or, or engaged. You know, so it's more approachable. And like I said, it communicates that like I might I might need that or desire that. But don't, don't sit back again, being a victim to what's happening or thinking that until I make these friends, I can't enjoy my life in the meantime, because that's going to work against you. Um, excuse me. So anyway, we're normalizing, uh, loneliness. We are not shaming the experience. Um, we're focusing on what are the places that I would like to be socializing within. Um, and we're not, we're not pathologizing or shaming our solitude or downtime because that will still exist. So we're not ever saying that we can't have that or if we do that, we're working against ourselves. That is a, a necessary experience that is part of, part of life. Now we're going to move into a little, little bit of what's more uncomfortable. And this I also give to people that are dating. 
let's start with the dating piece first, parallel example. You have to be approachable, I tell them. If you're walking around all day long with a hat on, with your hat down, earphones on, not making eye contact, not talking to anyone, how's someone gonna ask you out if you're interested in being asked out and you wanna not have to deal with just the apps? You want them to like walk over, tap you on the shoulder? No one's gonna do that. So get your headphones off, lift your head up, make eye contact with people, smile, start conversations, and if someone engages the conversation with you, talk to them. <clears throat> not just because of that person, but because it's practice. So even if it's someone you're not attracted to, still get more familiar talking to new people and to being approached because you want to have that confidence and skill set when it matters more. Well, I apply that to friendly, I'm sorry, to lonely people as well. Start talking to strangers. Start letting strangers talk to you because you never know where friendship will evolve. Look, doing the work I do, I can't even tell you the wackiest examples patients have come into my practice and shared with me as to how friendships developed. And it usually comes from being like I've said over and over the places they enjoy being or the opposite. They're just walking their dog or they're at the grocery store, but they're approachable. And when someone starts conversation, they engage and then something emerges that's meaningful and they go on a date or they exchange numbers as friends or next time they see them, they say hello and talk again and then they do it again and they do it again. And then friendship emerges from that because they see them always at this coffee shop. They start smiling, wait, you know, waving. Now they're sharing a table. I had that happen. I was always at this one coffee shop and I started to get to know the people that were always there as well writing. And we started talking and then we became friends and we started spending time together. We're going to talk more about this when we come back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back, y'all. So stick around. All right, we're back and uh, finishing up our conversation on uh, loneliness, which is really about healthy socialization, dropping some gems in there about, you know, romance and intimacy and dates, talking about normalizing loneliness, um, not shaming it, not getting in your own way, dismantling those barriers, not sitting back waiting for other people to reach out to you, but saying like, look, who do I miss? Who do I wish I was closer to? Let me start that process by connecting with them and uh, inviting people instead of just waiting to be invited. You want to go to a game night, throw one. You want to go to a party, have one. You want to travel with someone, ask someone to travel with you. Start that process that lets them know that I'm down for that, but it also is you creating the kind of world you want to be a part of. Also talked about getting rid of intimacy blockers, not spending time with people where we have things that don't allow us to connect and have a shared experience. Um, also being accessible. You have to talk to strangers. You got to make eye contact with people. You have to let people in. Otherwise, you're going to be single or lonely forever, depending on what you're what you're really seeking, socialization or romance. Um, but another one is also just kindness and softness. You have to be approachable. Again, it comes back to that as well. Um, it might not be someone you're interested in or attracted to or whatever it is, but we're practicing these things. And if we're talking straight about socialization and we're not talking about romance, you don't need to find your friends attractive. They don't need to look a certain way. We shouldn't be collecting or assessing our friendships based on our, our arousal or interest in them aesthetically or romantically. That's a misuse of that. But you see some people do that where all their friends look like them. That's not just coincidence. That's, that's ego. <laughs> that's some narcissism in there and they're missing out on some really great people. Um, have, have deeper conversations. 
some people allow it to always be small talk or superficial. We don't build friendships or really feel known unless we drop deeper and share things that make us vulnerable, the hard topics. Make sure there are some people in your life who you drop down to that level with. If every person in your life is just safe, superficial topics, you'll never feel really known and you'll never really know. And then it's really hard when you really need to have that emotional conversation to go from zero to 60 with them. But if it's something that's accessible and familiar, you're gonna have that confidence. We need those people in our life. So push on the boundaries, push on the edges a little bit. Don't assume that if we have a superficial relationship that that's all that's available. They might meet you where you're at because you're meeting them where they're at and it just becomes a system that you both keep in play and you keep reinforcing. So challenge it by trying to share a little more vulnerably because then you're letting them know that you're oh, that you're okay with that. You're letting them know that they can do that with you and that will serve you. But again, we're not waiting for others to do that. We're initiating that process. So start having deeper conversations. Start asking more meaningful questions. Also, like I said with the intimacy blockers, put your phones away. When you're out with other human beings, your phone shouldn't be in sight. You shouldn't be at a dinner table on your phone. Stack them or leave them in your pocket. You stack them all on the end of the table or you leave them in their pocket. When you're out with them at a bar or an event, your phone shouldn't be visible. That is what you can do when you're on your own time. But when you're with friends, how rude. What a communication to the people around you that I'm more interested in whoever's on my phone and not you. Don't, don't normalize that. Make that actually abnormal. Have a conversation ahead of time. Hey guys, we're gonna be doing game night. We're gonna go to dinner or whatever it is. Let's all keep our phones stacked together at the end of the table so that it isn't a very easy reflective thing to just grab it or be on it. Also, use social media wisely. <laughs> you know, you can use it as a way to connect with people over things they're posting and their pages. Use it for a tool for socialization, not for you to criticize and attack or make yourself feel bad. Really use it to stay connected. To because to, that's that's the technology can help us. It doesn't have to be something that works against us. Um, I also thought this is really interesting, and this came up on a few things. Um, volunteer. It's a really great way to put yourself around other people. Um, get you out of the house, spending time with other people. If it's a cause that's meaningful for you or to you, then that's also a shared topic or theme. Um, also, some people talked about getting a pet. I'm kind of on the fence about that one. I think having a dog could be cool. There's definitely like a dog park and dog walking culture where you get to see your neighbors and you talk and people ask about your dog and the dog parks. But, um, and for some people that's enough, maybe having a cat or whatever it is. But for others, it could be an intimacy blocker. And so don't make it your exclusive solution because that for some is staying very safe or a little lazy and not really pushing on their edges enough. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And if, you know, I guess kind of finally, if you think maybe it's not loneliness and it's some other mental health issue, maybe get into some therapy to really figure that out. Or if everything I'm talking about just isn't really helping, or if it sounds good in theory, but it's just not something you're able to really execute, therapy might be something that could help with motivation. And like I said, uncovering maybe a deeper psychological issue that's truly the problem um, that we're mislabeling as loneliness. Um, but there's resources. <clears throat> that's the final landing point. You know, there are things we can do, but you have to be willing to be part of your own solution. So you're going to have to be willing to step into your discomfort. We can't say I want things to be different, but I don't want to have to do anything or be made uncomfortable. Just can't work like that. So I always remind people that <laughs> it's going to be a practice. It's going to be work. We're going to be pushing on our anxiety, expanding our window of tolerance, but there's something very meaningful on the other side of that.
And the same social skills we need are the same ones we need romantically as well. So there's that. All right, coming up next, we're going to be uh, sliding into those DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, and past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. We'll be back listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, so we're back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, the girl that I'm dating has been through a lot of trauma in her life. We always say we'll talk about each other's past and get to know each other in depth, but there's certain things I'm not sure how to bring up. For instance, she has some scarring on the inside of her legs. She's never talked about it, so I'm not sure how I can. I like your question. You're saying basically, I want to be trauma informed. I want to be trauma sensitive. Here's my answer. Don't bring it up. There isn't a need to bring it up. If someone wants to talk about it, they'll bring it up. It's like when people say, oh, I think my child might be gay. What do I do? You do nothing. <laughs> you let them come out in their own time when they're confident and ready. We don't drag people out. We don't force conversations. You technically don't need to know what those scars are from. Your partner might not be ready to talk about it. They will share when they're ready. That's what you do. You do nothing. You lovingly let them disclose when they feel safe and ready. Otherwise, you just accept that that's where that is. People are allowed to have boundaries and privacy, and they'll bring you in when they feel safe and comfortable enough. Um, your children will tell you they're gay when they feel safe and comfortable enough. All you can do in the meantime is just be open, talk lovingly about such matters, letting them know it's a safe space, and when it's time, they will tell you. All right, we got another one. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my best friend seems to be slowly slipping down a path to alcoholism. Not sure how to tell them. We grew up drinking together, but for fun at parties, very socially. Excuse me. Now she needs a drink just to go on a walk with her partner. She says they just enjoy a few beers every night, but I don't believe her. Oof. I want uh, friends to tell friends when they're concerned about them, especially something life-threatening, which drinking can become. You know, drinking is a huge part of uh, car wrecks and domestic violence and assaults. Um, so 
how close of a relationship do you have? Are you and this friend able to talk about difficult things? If not, now's the time to work towards that. I wouldn't just jump in on this one. You don't ever want to critique. You don't ever want to criticize and don't diagnose. Maybe they don't have a drinking problem. It's okay if someone chooses to drink every day. It doesn't mean there's a problem. Addiction means they're powerless and addiction usually means they're using to a negative in, in, in impact with uh, possibly life-threatening outcomes. This person might just be a casual user. Um, I don't know, but you want to be able to get the conversation going. Um, so lovingly just express that, hey, I'm checking in with you. You talk a lot about drinking. You've shared with me that you sometimes have to have a drink just to go on a walk. Do you feel okay with your relationship to alcohol? That's the question. How do you feel about your relationship to alcohol? Do you feel okay? And if they say yes, yes it is. And if they say no, you say, I'm here, let's talk more about it. If they say, no, I feel cool, say, okay, well, if that ever changes, you let me know and I'm here again to talk about it. But we can't force people, we can't change people. I'm absolutely against forced treatment. I don't think the court should be able to mandate that someone goes to drug and alcohol treatment or 12-step programs. It doesn't work like that, it shouldn't work like that. It's not a tool of the state, it shouldn't be weaponized. Therapy cannot and should not be forced. It's an active process that someone has to wanna to be a part of. Same thing with getting sober, if that's what they need. All you can do is let them know that you're there and you're supportive and the way you do that is by asking and then listening to their answer and accepting it and then letting go. We can't force or change people, nor do we want to diagnose. Um, and so you just need to present as a loving, supportive person that won't challenge or criticize. Um, some people drink every day and it's not a problem. It works. Um, other people, not so much. So I would need more information for me to be able to weigh in on whether or not it's a problem. If it doesn't cause problems, then it's not. Um, it might be misuse, it might be abuse, who knows what's going on. But just lovingly bring it up in a non-critical way. People won't feel safe if we come at them having already decided what's going on and what they need. So truly approach it open and curious, which I think you are, and pose it as a question. And then, like I said, whatever their answer is, is what the answer is. It's hard when we think someone's a part of a relationship that we think is toxic or doing something that we think is you know, really detrimental for them, but we can't force or change people. And sometimes being in someone's life is about just accepting, you know, what it, what the choices are that they're currently making or being in um, a model of harm reduction where we say, okay, you're not ready or interested in giving it up, but how can we reduce the harm that it causes? How can I help you still get food and keep your job and have housing? It's harm reduction. We don't go black and white and say, if you're not gonna get sober, I'm kicking you out of my life. No, that's violent, unkind, not supportive, and that erodes a trust. And that's not how love works. Love isn't conditional like that. So hang in there, stick around, and accept what they tell you. That's what we gotta do. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. I've got a question for us. Drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down there for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. That is our show. We'll be back tomorrow night, so join us then. As always, y'all, thanks for hanging out with me. I love being a part of your journey. Y'all have a good rest of your night. Take care of yourselves. Good night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 